ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. This is episode 52. Uh, I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. And it's been a... Um, it's time for politics. It's like Christmas again. Like tomorrow, Donald Jennifer Trump is out of office. Uh, and I'm actually excited. <laughs> I'm I don't know. Excited. Except, well, no, let me, let me finish the rest of that thought. Go ahead. Except for I saw the progressive wing of the Democrat Party, like losing their crap today, about and I've seen what? them over the last couple of weeks. It's so that's going to be a challenge. What are they losing their crap about now? So the 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 because the Joe khaki, Biden's not doing enough. Well, yeah. Well, well that's he's not even under, in office yet. I know that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the underlying tone, and I, I'm trying to be careful here. But the calculus of the fourteen hundred dollar additional stimulus check. That was just um, wait, wait, wait. We're we're referring to simple addition as calculus now. Well, it yes, because for some people it might be as complicated as that. But and, and I'm trying to be uh, generous in, in in my assessment, and I, I and I did not like chime in on any of those conversations on Twitter because I can kind of I can understand why people feel that way. But that was never what was said. And because I, I can actually remember when Joe Biden said, this is a down payment, right? Um, and if I remember correctly, the original stimulus payment was going to be $300. Yeah. But then it went to 600 And there, the difference is $1,400. It's really um, not that difficult. I mean. To be fair, we live in Disneyland. We're. No, both- I mean, and I like, I. I get that, but I'm just saying, you know, like to sit here and say, you said it was going to be $2,000 and it, and then it's like, well, yeah, if you take the $600 you already got here, like what, two weeks ago and the, you know, $1,400 that we're going to get you, that makes $2,000. Yeah. But you said $2,000. I mean, it's just, I, it's, it's, it's outrage for the sake of outrage is what it feels like sometimes, you know, it's, and it's difficult. It's difficult to not have the same feeling that probably a good majority of people feel about that conversation without um, stepping back. Well, then I have to think I, I'm actually pretty skeptical because it's like, dude, but you have time to be on Twitter ranting and raving about this. So where are your real priorities? Right. Yeah. Um, and the second part is like, there's a, um, how do I say this? Uh, there, there are the proud socialist people out there that are saying that are already trying to cause uh, a little bit of dissension against a a president who's not been inaugurated against. Oh, it's just going to be the neoliberals and blah 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 blah. And I think everything that Joe Biden has done has been to the contrary. And I think people often forget or they they choose to ignore the fact that a lot of your real issues are with your state and local representatives of any office yeah uh, and that that just frustrates me i mean it's not like the state of north carolina didn't issue uh, i mean I, i'm assuming I, I can't remember exactly what the criteria was but like for um 
parents, right? Like they issued a North Carolina state uh, stimulus right, for parents of students in order to help offset some of the costs of e-learning this right. year, right? It was not a ton, but they did something, right? right? How many other states have figured out, hey, guys, how do we take what, you know, whatever little money we may have or may be able to get at the state level and turn that into a stimulus for, I mean, I'd love to know what Mitch McConnell is doing to provide help for the people in the state of Kentucky. Well, I think Mitch McConnell is on his heels right now. Um, he's had yeah, but everybody's, to... Now everybody's all pissed off because they feel like Chuck Schumer rolled over and, and was like, here, Mitch McConnell, we'll share control. And it's like, dude, you do you not understand that 50-50... Just because Harris is the vice president, Harris is the, you know, tiebreaker vote. Right. Does not mean that, like, it just doesn't work that way. We've been here before, right? In 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Here's how I look at it. I look at it as a, uh, and I'm not. Well, update me on the on what Chuck Schumer's saying. Is it about the impeachment trial? No, this was just about basically the Senate procedure going forward. You know, how they're going to structure committees, which will basically be split 50-50 down the middle, which also means that even though Democrats are going to have the chairmanship of those committees, that a lot of the, you know, uh, legislation and stuff that might come out of there are going to come out in a tie. And that they want the ability to basically be able to move forward or bring that legislation to the Senate floor, even if it results in a tie, because there isn't they feel like there's very little chance that they're going to, even in these small committees, be able to get enough bipartisan bipartisan buy in at this point, which I like I don't hate the idea that you're like, all right, look, we're we're going to say we understand that we're kind of in a in a weird spot in that nobody has like complete control in that regard. Right. So we're going to, we're going to say, we'll split the committees down the middle. We will allow legislation to come out of committee, even if it results, you know, if it, if it basically didn't pass committee because of a tie situation or something like that. So, but because normally it would only come out if it was, you know, one, one more than the, than 50% or a So that's, I mean, but I think in, in most normal cases, even with uh, uh, the, ha- you know, the hectic presidency of Donald Trump, that would still be the case, right? Because there's outside of what we see that's, unless you watch C-SPAN, which a lot of people don't do, um, outside of that, that's typically how politics work. Yes. And I think it's a chess move for the Democrats probably headed by the head of the Democratic Party, who is Joe Biden, who actually invited uh, Mitch McConnell and a couple of the other uh, GOP uh, front runners or leader leadership to church, right? I think he's placing an olive branch because it's a chess move. Yeah. And I will go back on this and you guys can prove me wrong in four years if I'm wrong. I think... I would never play chess with Joe Biden. Like, I think he has a pretty good grasp and I think he's probably telling the Schumer, cause I know we met with Pelosi and Schumer uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And the cards are probably on the table. Yeah. There are some things that are going to move and the only way to move are, it's going to have to be, you'll see one or two GOP uh, senators and, and representatives 
they're going to they're going to have to reach across the aisle. They're going to have to probably get in line because the the thing that a lot of people are forgetting or they're not thinking about like seriously is the GOP is splintered. And outside of that splinter is a radical extremist part of our country that's gotten into political like power right yeah. now. And the only way to combat that is to actually address the issues of the people that voted for Donald Trump that are not racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you put, if you think in things in a long game, like, like mindset, you're probably going to like be able to read the tea leaves and say, huh, that makes sense. Right. Because what Joe Biden's not doing is he's not coming in and saying, all right, guys, I don't care what we do over the next four years. The most important thing to me is that we stick it to the Republicans as much as we can. Right. Every opportunity we get, I want to be spitting in their eye and I want to be, you know, sticking it to them literally every which way that doesn't accomplish anything because all that does is ultimately put them in the position of being, well, guys, obviously they're going to screw us over. And then it basically confirms everything that they've been lying about for the last four years in terms of what Democrats are trying to do. Right. So yeah. Lindsey Lindsey Graham made a statement that uh, we should be very concerned about the next 100 days because there's going to be this radical social agenda. Lindsey Graham needs to be worried about the next 100 days because they might be the last 100 days he spends outside of a federal prison. (laughs) I seriously do not understand for a man who has had his head as far up Donald Trump's ass as anybody over the last four years who sat there on January 6th and said enough is enough. I can't do this anymore. The next day, got on Air Force One and flew to freaking Texas to go hang out with the president, and now is telling Democrats that, you know, like basically saying, no, 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 no. We just got to move on, guys. You know, like there's, you guys can't do whatever you want here. What about, what about all of the people that voted for Donald Trump? Where was Lindsey Graham saying, what about all the people that voted for, you know, Hillary Clinton in 2016? Where was Donald Trump saying, you know, guys, I'm here for unity. I want to be the president of everybody. No, it was. His inaugural speech was the exact opposite. Exactly. So. So like, but this is, this is, and this is what I think a lot of people, like, this is where the, like, like the, the pessimism sets in amongst, uh, about the Democrats, right? That. Okay, you've got this opportunity. You you know you've got the Senate, the House, and the presidency. What are you going to do with it? And they're like, you know, we're going to try and 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 do things the right way. And people are like, no, fuck that. You guys got to be, you know, like you need to expel every GOP, you know, representative. You need to kick out Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and all these guys. And I'm like, look, there's part of well, me that would love for all well, of that to happen. And I think that there are some of those people who are in serious jeopardy. Yeah. Like Josh Hawley, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, <laughs> Lauren, uh, what is it? Lauren Bobert in yeah, from yeah. Colorado, uh, and and chick, uh, Taylor Green, yeah, from Marjorie Georgia. Taylor Green from Georgia, the QAnon, like those four in particular, absolutely have McCarthy? a McCarthy. Well, yeah, McCarthy, I think less because I. No, he was one of those guys promoting that conspiracy theory. He was on he Fox was, News. 
I, he was I on know. Fox News. Yeah, I know he's a he's your boy from California. But... No, no, no. I mean, trust me, I want nothing to do with McCarthy. Um, you know, I had to look up the other day to make sure he wasn't related to Joseph McCarthy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, God, wouldn't that be appropriate? So here, here's the here's the strategy I see for the Republicans, and and I it's the more I listen to the news every day, I think I'm right about the national elections. They're done for three. T- three cycles. There's nothing that makes them come back from this. Um, the math is all wrong. Yeah. And they lost a, a good swath of independence myself included now in that, that, um, that group right now. And, but the reality is you need to, a, at least a two party system to keep the wheels of democracy moving. You can't have it go all like, on the whims of the Democrats because some people just don't rock with that. There are some things that the democratic party says that where I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Hard pass. Um, to an extent though, the problem they have is that it's the QAnon problem. It's the white supremacy problem. And that's gotta be snuffed out. And I think the Republicans are now, they literally are on their heels. This is the first time I can ever think with the exception of probably uh, year one and two of Bill Clinton, I've ever seen the Republicans on their heel heels. They are. So, I mean, I, I don't know the number, but there were a, no, there were a ton, not a ton. There were a lot of Republican representatives who came out after, you know, privately, basically anonymously saying there was no way I could vote for impeachment. Because I've already had death threats against myself, my wife, my kids, right? And on one hand, I respect, you know, or I guess understand the self-preservation decision and protecting your family. But on the other hand, I'm sitting here going, so what's the difference between this Republican base threatening you or, you know, somebody from... You exactly. Know, ISIS, that's my right. Yeah, that's or, my point. Or Russia. I don't like. What is the f- difference here? And on what planet do you sit here and justify ignoring what happened on camera and in in the freaking house that you are sitting in in that moment and say that what you're doing is what's right, right? Because it's not about Chris, your self preservation. You- it's ultimately about the difference between right and wrong. Right. That's my point. At the end of the day, there's no. I do. I cannot say. Well, I understand that. Like you have understand the, is not the right word. You know, like what I guess. That's like, fear. I, okay, so I understand how somebody comes to that conclusion and, in a moment of fear and weakness, makes that decision. Right. Like yeah. I can understand that people make those decisions when faced with that reality. However, as an elected member of the United States Congress. It is you your get, you job. Get phone, you hit up the FBI. You hit up you know anybody right? that's at your disposal to actually help you keep and uphold the oath that you took to the Constitution. I mean, and isn't all that stuff monitored by the FBI and Secret Service and all of the different? I mean, for for everything holy, there the people that are getting arrested right now for actually showing up at the Capitol. Most of them are actually probably tipping on each other. So or their families are. Did or, you hear about yeah. the guy in Texas who threatened to shoot his family if they told on him, if they snitched on no. him? No. Yeah. 
said he would do whatever he had to do if someone ratted on him and literally told his family that he would shoot them him his wife and his kids if they if they tipped the FBI off on him having gone what does that tell you about the whole like the whole like yeah makeup of that it's not even a movement it's a reaction yeah there is some there is a lot of truth to what Donald Trump said about the reason why he was able to get into office. And it's probably about that, the only honest moment he's had. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> he, he's been honest about a couple of things, he but has. they're, they're like, uh, they like kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel and there is a truth to it. We've talked about this from in, in early like episodes where we say, when I keep saying, we keep saying, look, there is a part of this country that has been left behind. Like literally that is a thing, yeah. you know, uh, we live in Disneyland. We live in a world where a lot of the issues of the rest of the country don't really affect us that much. And when they do, it's a small percentage. We move on. People still spend money. People still do whatever they normally did yesterday. Um, and that's a reality. The, the hard part is actually having the conversation of, okay, how do we address that? Yeah. How do we actually address the issue? Because people turn to, people go to the extremes when they're afraid and there's no other answer, like period. Yeah. It's not because they want to. Yeah. It's because. It's that because gives, of fear. I mean, you're absolutely yeah. right. Like fear drove the people who were in the Capitol on January 6th, you know, yeah. like uh, the fear of what was to come if they didn't act in that moment. Now, part, a lot of that fear was unfounded was fear, yeah. right? It was bit based on lies and, you know, I mean, just an abundance of indoctrination by media outlets that should, I, I swear on my rights home, man, like the, the, the tweet you, you sent about the doctor in Boston and it's Boston, but whatever. Let's talk about technology. The the way people use and they trust everything they hear on the internet or see or read, it blows my mind. Yeah. It just I just can't understand it. I, I, I don't get it. I I am at a loss as well, right? As someone who was around, right, when the internet became a thing, when it became accessible at my level, right, mm -hmm. on a daily basis, like, I don't remember ever going through that phase of feeling like whatever, I mean, f people would read the newspaper and argue with what the reporters were saying. So why is it some wacko who posts on his blog which require has no right like i mean for example we host this podcast every week right do you know what requirements we had to jump through to do this none <laughs> zero literally none <laughs> i mean that is that is a growing problem that uh google and apple are now facing because they don't have any way of monitoring, monitoring. Yeah. and moderating the podcast that they that they host. But sorry, I got off track there for a second. No, but it, but that's it ties into the point. Like I, I think that the 
Um, I'll put it even simpler. When I was a kid and I would get a report card, there was actually uh, an assessment on what somebody felt my critical thinking skills were. And I have five children and I can remember not one report card where that was actually ever a thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I grew up in a time and you probably grew up after that time where it was never a question of like, how can you consume and regurgitate information, but can you actually think and come to conclusions about whatever, whatever it was, right. Whether that be gravity is true, blah, blah, blah. We don't have that as, as a society. And I think that the internet is kind of, even for people my age has made those, those skills less and less important, right? You don't question things. You just kind of, you go with a mob mentality. But so, uh, but, I mean, are, so are you saying that you grew up in a time where you feel like education valued critical thinking Yeah. versus nowadays where that is not, but I guess my question is why does it seem like then the majority of the people that are falling for this stuff or my age are like your age and older. It's because and it's not it's, exclusively to be clear. Yeah, It's a convenience thing. Okay. Right. Because you start to put a little bit of trust. Think about it. I know how the computers work. Like I know how the algorithms, you could probably structure one to show somebody what they like. Right. The average person, they don't, but they can trust that somebody that was more or that have that skill is presenting them good information. And that's where I guess like, you know, and I think that's what you're, what you're saying, right? Is that ultimately you and I grew up at a time or, or, at least have developed the uh, the ability to realize that that's not always the case, right? right. Especially on the internet. <laughs> yeah. More often than not, what's being shown to you is something that is done exclusively to drive value for the it's person. All, it's all, yeah, it's your base, your base like interest, yeah. whether it be sex, whether it be uh, crude humor, wh- whatever it may be. It's never to, like, if you look at the most technical websites, they're super boring and bland. They don't cater to somebody that wants to see like boobs or uh, a, a dude that works out with his shirt off or, you know, like this, you know, whatever thirst trap it is for the week. Yeah. That's not sexy. Like the internet is not, the real internet is not sexy. I spend most of my day in the terminal. <laughs> like that's not sexy to the average computer user. So yeah, I get why people, they fall into the Facebook trap. They fall into the uh, Twitter trap and it gets hard to get out of it. So I just assume then that these are the same people who think that there are horny singles, mature singles in their area that are ready to meet them. I mean, is yes, that all the time. So these are the same people that then are replying to these, you know, like email spam bots saying, <laughs> "I, you know, send me a thousand dollars so I can come see you. Yes, Chris. Like you, th- you think it's like super complicated, but that's because you've peeked behind the curtain. The reality is the you're you're always marketing to the lowest common denominator. I guess then my other question is like, how have these people not figured this out by now? Like at some point, you would. I mean, it, no, I I know that it that's doesn't like, always happen, well, but it's just like you would think that you would catch on to the con at some point. Like it would, you know, or. Or when somebody that actually cares about you 
in any a family member, a close personal friend, a colleague at work that you have mutual respect for, <laughs> right? Like these are just some of the says, "Hey man, what you're talking about is absolutely crazy." Or are you sure that, you know, that girl that you're talking to is actually not some 30-year-old Russian dude in his basement? Like you know, and instead of instead of you saying, "Wow, this person who actually who I know in real life and can see like and cares about me and has a vested interest in my success as a human being is asking me to question this. Maybe I should look into this further. That person goes, fuck you, man. You don't know about Svetlana and we're getting married next week. And all I have to do is send her a $30,000 engagement ring. <laughs> but <laughs> Sorry. But think about it. <laughs> I can't. That, my think scenarios it. always get very detailed. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like you live that or something but think about it this way if you if you play that scenario out right think about it like we talked about this last week apple hates it when people like movie theaters or movie uh, production companies have their devices in the hands of villains right you know why i think steve jobs was onto something because you start to you lower your guard if you trust company A, you lower your guard. If you feel like this is something I could, I should just trust because if I, you know, everybody didn't use it, then I should be skeptical. And that's just the, it's like super simple crap. Like if I know it's coming, I can download this app from my phone, for example, parlor right? That's in the Apple store. That's in the uh, Google play store. Right. There's a certain amount of trust that you're putting into Google and or Apple to have verified the apps that are there. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is that that same level of like, you're putting that same level of trust in quote unquote, the internet, which is not. uh, And I know, I, I think, I think maybe I'm coming full circle here. It's that people think that the internet is like a physical thing or it's a company with moderators who just kind of sit around and are like, I don't know, this blog over here doesn't seem legit. I think we ought to shut that down. And that's the whole argument that the right is presenting right now. Oh, the the libtards are, are trying to cancel us. No, not really. Like you guys are still sleeping on like the simple fundamentals of things that you, you say are tenets of your political party. Right. Like you literally are ignoring those for the sake of convenience and what makes you feel better about yourself right now. Yeah, we need to regulate big business <laughs> with more government. We get rid of section 230. Please do it. Please. Please. That's what I I mean they are going to force GDPR to come to the states. They literally are. They are yes, every, it w- I mean it, it will happen. It's a matter of time. It's going to take way longer than it should. It's a matter of like it's going to happen like in the next you know, two years. Yes. Because this whole like, well, big tech is blah, 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 blah. You're not going to get, they're not monopolies. Nope. It's just that he or she, he or she that has the best tech, they're probably going to be number one. And so let's get, I, let's get over that. I would like to understand when else have we gotten to this point of like the, this is the new town hall, right? Were That's telephones the, the new town art. hall at some point? Was there some concern over AT&T cutting off my <laughs> phone call because I was, you know, talking about uh I don't know, communism in the I, you know, like That would be that would be Hoover. Uh, yeah, that would <laughs> Pac Bell. Um, yeah. 
Um, but you know what? Like, stupid. But I, I mean, I guess like television to somebody that would be like saying, well, you know, uh, um, cigarette companies going and saying, well, you can't tell, you know, television can't, you can't tell us that we can't advertise on television. That's against our freedom of speech. Right. Well, I don't remember Republicans making a big deal about that. It's it's a it's a stupid argument. It is like it's the only one they have. It's the dumbest argument I've ever heard. And I I'm not pro or like I don't have a dog in that fight. I don't think that I don't think big tech is the obstacle that they're trying to like defeat. Okay, again, right? They're just a big tech is not a company. Right? Exactly. That's my point. Like it's it's not it's not like uh friggin' OPEC. Right, like that's an actual group of oil producers, right? Big tech is literally just the name that you have assigned to any large company that happens to specialize in technology of any kind. And I don't, I don't necessarily like. I saw this article about um, Google and Facebook where they reached some type of agreement, and I, I just saw the headline and said, I'm just not interested. And you know why? What you do with advertising is a choice like this is the first time in history well actually the second time because they did it with tobacco that you have the government saying how you can actually uh construct your advertising campaigns Mm -hmm. if you don't want to use google there are other search engines out there that is a fact if you don't want to use facebook there are other else. social media platforms out there that aren't also right. owned by Facebook. <laughs> right. Like those are, those are all choices that you make as a consumer. Yeah. I, I just find it very hard to believe that the Republican party thinks that's a bad thing. And I find it very ignorant of the Democrats to say that they're kind of on board with, on board with it. I, I just like, for me, it's like, look, I don't care. I don't have to use Facebook. I don't understand the purpose of Instagram. Like, what, what do you mean when the Democrats say that they're on board with it? On board with what? They're on, they're on part of the whole uh, Section 230 thing. And part of their argument is because a lot of hate has filled, right? One way to get rid of all the... Uh, the right, the is that you radical... make the, the platforms liable for yeah. the content. And so well, then, they, but then what ultimately happens is tw- Twitter is not a live stream. It is stuff that was originally curated days ago and finally passed through moderation and gets posted, you know, three days later. Right. And and it's like the argument's stupid, no matter how you look at it. Um, it's just not a good argument. I, I just no, don't. No, it's not. I'm, I mean, that's that. what it really boils down to is like, I think we're in a position now where like, yes, the social media platforms kind of let some of this stuff get out of hand. Okay? Sure. Yeah. And I think different, we're in a position... Different motivations. Yeah. I think we're in a position now where we've kind of said, hey, you guys fucked up, right? And the social media platforms that want to continue to be relevant need to fix those problems. People will leave Facebook if Facebook doesn't fix its problems, right? People will leave Twitter if Twitter doesn't fix its problems. I don't think people – I don't know what Voodoo uh, Facebook is using, but people can't quit Facebook. Anymore. I don't think it's really Voodoo. Oh, yeah? No. I mean, you're not on Facebook, right? No. 
I've used Facebook less now than I probably ever have. And I'm on the verge of just saying, like, I'm pretty much done with it. Even Instagram <laughs> lately has become less and less. Twitter has taken up more of my time. Uh, but that's mostly because I've been trying to consume as much real-time news right. as I can because of you what's going on. Really, and that's not going to continue once things start real, to settle down here. The real crappy part is that Google News gets most of those stories before uh, Twitter. And Google News is the other one that I check pretty regularly. I, yeah, just anecdotal and for, you know, like, like studies I've done. Yeah. I... 90% of the time I, I get like the latest break is breaking news from Google news before I get it from Twitter. Hmm. I don't understand that, but whatever. Um, and you're right. So Google, I mean, Twitter is a good source of news. Um, I don't have an answer for social media. I, I see the, I see the benefit, but I also don't know if it's worth the, um, I guess the negative effects of it. See, you know? and I, I guess, yeah, like ultimately I, I have started to see less and less benefit. Right. Right. The, the, the cons are greatly starting to outweigh the pros. And right. that's where I think they're going to ultimately find themselves in a little bit of trouble. Right. I mean, you have, you had a number of people a few years ago who went through the whole, Oh, I'm going to, you know, basically generify myself on Facebook or whatever social media platforms. I'm going to create, you know, email accounts that are disassociated from everything else. It's, you know, like they jumped through massive hoops for whatever reason, because they wanted to still be on Facebook. Um, you know, like I was just like, you know what? I understand Facebook's got some of my information and Okay. Like I'm going to choose what it is that I let them have going right. forward. When I log on to a new site and I get that little pop-up bar that's talking about cookies, I don't just click accept all cookies, right? <laughs> like I go to see options, uncheck, 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 save. Because there's no reason that whatever fly-by-night, you know, ad site that I saw on Instagram needs to have all of this detailed information about me. And that's where I think, you know, what you talked about in terms of GDPR coming to the United States, that's going to start to have a bigger impact on those kinds of things in the long run. I'd be really curious to see what that what potential impact that has on a site like Facebook. I mean, I'm not even sure what just in terms of advertising, you know, effects and whatnot. I'm sure that Facebook, you know, did a mass, well, you know, hey, here's update terms of services, blah, 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 blah. By the way, we sell everything. Well, um, for so their let, European customers and whatnot, but yeah. So let let's so GDPR the acronym is uh, General Data Protection Regulation. Yeah, it's I'm sorry, big, I forget that not everybody knows that. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal in the EU, um, and the the, but it's also it's got pluses and benefits, right? Uh, because and of G benefits. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a verbal typo. Uh, it's got problems and there are some benefits. And the biggest problem is that one of the uh, one one of the main goals and objectives of the internet is to have an archive of information. But let's say you get convicted of a crime and and let's you know there's a statute of limitations. You serve your time, whatever. Well, uh, you have the 
innocuous right to be forgotten in Europe, right? It doesn't really make sense. It's like, it's just weird. It's just like, well, but you did it, you know, uh, let's just move on. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, it'd be like, right for, uh, for a while there in the U S the red light cameras were really a big deal. Right. It'd be like, God, I hated those things, but wouldn't it be kind of similar to being able to reach out to that company and say, Hey, I want you to erase the records of any, red lights that you you know of any of any information that you may have on me which of course would include any history of red lights that i had run through right and obviously like a criminal offense in that sort of case is not exactly the same thing but it, to your point right it could be when we're right. talking about the internet right if you're if your breadcrumbs have been left along i mean think about like we were talking about earlier with the idiots that stormed the capital 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 <laughs> With data location services enabled on their phone. It still cracks me up every time I think about it. So you'll wear a tinfoil hat when you're in your house, but when you go out, you take your iPhone with you. Oh, dude. And you're worried that they're putting microchips in your vaccines. I mean, this just, this is where I can't, this is, but this is where I'm, and I'm sitting here going like, okay, so even... Even if you're not one of these tinfoil hat people, right? You are saying that you agree with them, right? Like you are standing out there in the Capitol with these people. I mean, I just. Dude, I I can't with those people. They have Bluetooth on. They have like every, every possible, hey, this is where I'm at. Well, then to your point, right? The way that Parler worked with its data. Where it literally was like a, I mean, it was just literally a treasure trove of information. The FBI was like, turn yourself in because it's going to happen. We will catch you. There is no point in trying to hide. (laughs) I, I don't like to call people stupid. I don't even like the, the whole term deplorable, but good Lord, man, they are making the case of you got to try harder, man. Like, and I and I I don't want that element of evil to have a place to hide. Yeah, I really don't. I don't either. Like, but I mean, but, like the dark web exists, right? Yeah, but you have to be. You do, and I'm not saying that. But but to my point, like there are there are places that even worse conversations <laughs> and transactions are taking place in the world, right? Like, yeah. Um, but, but even even that world is getting smaller and smaller. It is, and it, that's I mean, it, and it's a good. I'm not look. I'm not no advocating no, for the dark web. <laughs> just to be clear, I'm not I, saying I, you I are. had to sit there and think about what I was just saying, and I'm like, wait, did I just say that? Like that they. Ooh, okay. But, but think about it. The United States played a part in the expansion of the dark web over the last five or six years. Oh yeah. As you know, from like some light reading I did on uh, the FBI, CIA's efforts, and you know the NS- NSA to kind of shrink that world, Donald Trump allowed it to expand. Yeah. It's time for politics. Wait again. So, 
I think and not even su- on the dark web though. That's the scary thing, right? Yeah, it's they, like it's, most of those conversations yeah. came to fruition on Reddit and like yeah. all of these other, you know, standard message forums and stuff like that where you know, and I think that, that is part of the thing where I mean, yeah, like on one hand you want to sit here and go I we've talked about this a lot. It's better to know who the racists are, right? Yeah. Than it is to constantly be walking around going like is he racist is he racist is he racist is he racist racist? i don't know um but at the same time it was almost like man these people got so freaking full of themselves right so bold i mean just like the people that stormed the capitol because what did they think they thought two things were going to happen one we're either going to succeed and donald trump stays president and then there's no punishment because we did what he asked us to or we don't succeed, and in his final days, Donald Trump pardons all of us because he loves us and we're special. Wrong again. No, he said that. He said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, what the f***? When, he, when I listen to that and that line, we love you, you're very special. Like, if I were one of his supporters and I watched it, I'd be like, the f*** did he just say? He loves us and we're very special. Like that is participation trophy to the max. I don't. Sorry. This kid, this kid literally said, we are going to walk down and I'll be there with you. And he never showed up. Would all insurrectionists please take one step (laughs) forward (laughs) is literally what he did. Yeah. So it's just like, look, if you buy anything, this guy, this guy's selling. That's on you. That's true. And he played them. Now they're trying to play him. Yeah. Right? He, he's like, you know, the, they interviewed the realtor from Texas and she was like, I was following the president. He told us to be there. That is literally everybody's defense. That is what all of their lawyers, because that's their best defense. And they are pinning it. So when he goes to trial in the Senate, yep, they will play the tapes. Yes. So his own, it's like the dumbest yeah. arrangement ever this i mean they, it's just them... it is comical in a sense <laughs> to look back at where he started four years ago in terms of the people that were around him right i mean what what you thought of them personally you had folks like rex tillerson and some tillerson, of these yeah. you know like some of these people that uh rick perry right um yeah well he was a look perry. again they're all scumbags but at least like they were i don't i don't even know like i mean smart scumbags i guess like somewhat I, I would, respectable I they, scumbags I don't they, they knew where the ledge was right okay that's a great way to put it right they weren't fucking lemmings right <laughs> and one by one they all stepped back and went no nah, man we all see that ledge that you're running towards yeah and what's hilarious now are the people who are literally trying to jump step back when they're already at the bottom of falling <laughs> off the ledge. Like you can't walk back up air. Um, but it's just, I think this is what happens when you spend four years only aligning yourself with people who will say yes. Right. But I don't, but here's the, like in retrospect, he wasn't doing that. This, he really had no clue. I really, he may be smart enough to know the tactics he's trying to use. Uh-huh. I don't think he was smart enough to see like 
the results of those tactics. I I can understand that, yes, because ultimately he thought the people he was replacing them with were as capable and smart, if not more so, because they agreed with him. Right. Right? And what you end up with is Rudy Giuliani, <laughs> as your lawyer, <laughs> flying around the country trying to argue election fraud, right? Like you hire Sidney Powell. Like right. this, these are the people that you end up with advising you it's not anybody that has a lick of sense at least at the very least at the beginning if nothing else he had to hear some of those suggestions right and what happened towards the end was it was like all those suggestions disappeared and it was literally whatever he said until this last week because then as as soon as this last week started it was you are literally not allowed to say anything that is not on this cue card and the moment you stray from it we are cutting do you understand but I, I think he was I, – I see a lot of truth in the fact that he's afraid and he knows it's going to happen. He's going to jail. Yeah. There's nothing stopping. And if I were to get inside of his head for a little bit, right, it'd be very dirty and very mushy. But here's what I would I would, I would be thinking if I were him. If I can stay four more years, yeah. my best – the best odds are I die – before I go to prison. Right. Absolutely. And I hate, I, that sounds really dark and messed up, but. Or he finds a way to somehow get out of it, right? Like over the next four years, he finds the the secret presidential loophole that's written on the back of the, uh, you know, declaration of independence that Nicholas Cage took. (laughs) And it says president cannot go to jail. Right. And, (laughs) and then it turns out they have video of Donald Trump literally breaking in and writing it on the back of the declaration (laughs) of independence. And then somebody tries to explain that the declaration of independence is an actual legal document that has any bearing over the United States. And it should have been the constitution. He's like, well, what's the constitution? And then somebody has to explain that to him. Oh, it's a whole thing. Sorry. It's a movie. It is. But I think, I think in his mind, I, I think two things are true about Donald Trump. Number one, he may be smart enough to know what he was putting in play but he never saw like the results of it. He never, he could never get that far in his brain. Um, Cause I don't think he's an idiot to that degree. No, I think, like I look, he, he's a con man. He is. And that's, that's what this whole four years has been about. Right. Okay. okay. It's been two things in my mind. It has been about stroking his ego, making him feel as good as he can about everything that he thinks he's done. Right. And, and trying to get everybody else to point out how amazing he is, which is why he loves everybody telling him, you know, we love you. You're the best. These like, you know, freaking lunatic fans right. are just the worst thing that could have ever happened for him. He wants 1% of the whole. Yeah. That's what blows my mind. Like that is psychotic. Like the people that go to his rallies, when you think about it, and I've been saying this for months, there is a, group of people that support him yes. and that's never going to go away but he literally wants just the adoration of the one percent and he doesn't that's care about the about. doesn't care about the whole it was whatever it took to get him that right that's the conservative dangerous. judges that this is why this was never somebody that should have been elected president in the first place this right. is why people were arguing from before he even made it, you know, as like the primary or the only, you know, like the candidate out of the Republican primaries that he was not fit mentally to serve this role in our country. But right. For 
but but for everything holy chris like think about it the republicans know that they are the minority majority yes they know that they know they have been right and the 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 trump base is what got them across the finish line the degradation of that party since bush literally since bush is not coming back. But it's that's not- where I, I guess I still fail to understand how they're, and I mean, maybe this is just part of the problem. They've done nothing to try and fix that. Because they can't, they don't know, they can't see, or here's the issue, right? Literally the issue is this. There is a swath of Americans, whether they be in middle America, whether they be people that worked in factories in the, in the Northeast, that the world has moved on, period. Yes. And the language and the emotion of fear helps them to see hope. When you start saying that my hope is in fear, my fear of lose a loss of this, my fear of losing my country, I have nothing else, but at least I have the, the things I believe this country is. That's a, you ignite something in people. Sure. And but that's what. I- what but that's what he did. And the, that's the what pro- he did. But what I'm saying is that the Republicans themselves, they don't give a well, but that's if you want to most- stay in power, right. Or if you want to have influence in the government, ultimately, and what you need is votes, right. And if you want votes, then you have to figure out how you get people to vote for you. And your two options were you go with the crazy conspiracy theorist people, or you figure out that nobody, not nobody, but a lot of people are turned off by your abortion is bad on any grounds and all guns are good on any grounds position. Like those two positions alone probably cost them millions of voters every year. And I'm yes not saying and, that you yes, have to like yes no, that you but, have to sit there and say, OK, we're Democrats now. But this is more about realizing that. Republican and Democrat parties should be closer to the middle than they are the extremes, right? Yes. It that, should be the, the, the right half and the left half of the middle, not the left half and the right half of the extreme positions. And that's the point. All right. So that's the, all right, yes, that's the, the conclusion, right? The, pro, the, the problem that the Republicans have was they found a voting block. And then that, they sold their souls for it. Or they wagered. I, I don't sure. think... I think that it's more of a wager. If if it was if they sold their souls, there would be no Republicans that would vote to impeach Donald Trump. Mitch McConnell wouldn't be trying to yeah, like circle the wagons. I, I no, think but I see. But I also think that part of what they realized was it was like, oh crap, we're not in control of this anymore. Right? Five yeah. years ago, four years ago, they thought. Yeah, whatever. Let this guy be president because we've got the Senate. You know, we're making grounds on the House. We're blah, blah, blah. And now we've got a president who will literally do whatever we tell him to because he doesn't know any better. Right. Oh, turns out this dude's a maniac. Right. Like you put a psycho in the White House and now you've put a man in charge who literally like even though the Senate is supposed to be equals with the president. Right. They literally just kowtowed to whatever the fuck it was that he wanted to do. Right. At no point did Mitch McConnell go, hey, Chuck Schumer, I could actually use a little help in figuring out how we get this under control. Like 
And because they were worried about pissing off the base, right? We got the White House. We weren't sure how we were going to do it otherwise. So now we just have to placate to whatever it they, is that these psychos called, want. But then they, what happens is you have psychos making death threats because you won't keep a, their president who lost a fair election in charge. Like this is what happened. And that's where I say, sure, you have 10 you know, Republican representatives that came over of 197? But Chris... And it's not Back the whole my, GOP, right? It's a, but it's, it's just a, like it's a wager. It's a it's like hey, they know uh, they know one fact is true. They held the how they held the Senate yeah. and the presidency based on a voting block that did not exist four years ago. Well, I mean, and they that, lost the Senate, <laughs> right? Right. But, but they were banking on what had happened four years ago. Right, so that's that and was only the only lost because of the runoffs ultimately. So I like I I know that that was not right. Like you said, that was not how anybody predicted this. Well, the the Democrats are going to get fifty fifty in the Senate, but it's only because right. ultimately they're going to win both runoffs in Georgia when it comes too close to call. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, and that was right. I mean was not I'll the say- way that it was supposed to go down. But I still just I mean, like I do, I feel like they mortgaged their political future because on crazy. On, on crazy. You know, it was, <laughs> it was like, you know, speculative real estate in yeah. Florida. <laughs> so, but I, I say all that to say this, like, if you step outside of the, 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 the batshit crazy part of it, it makes sense. They understand that. I mean, the writing's on the wall for the Republican party. Yes. You're right. Their platform is outdated. Not entire fun. Not, not entirely wrong. No. Right. But it doesn't work. You, in my mind, if you want to like, don't pitch small to no government. Pitch the the value of running the government efficiently, right? Or effectively. Effectively, I want to make it work the way it's supposed to work at as you know at the cost that it should cost to have that happen. Right. And we're gonna figure out where you know we're blowing all of this stuff, and it's gonna take time. Guess what? In my, if I get eight years, I'm gonna get ten ten percent of the way through it. And you know right. what it's going to take? The next 10 presidents to do the exact same thing that I'm going to try and do over the next eight years, hopefully. And if you give me the chance to do that and give the next guy the chance to do that, we might actually put ourselves in a position to become the number one country in er, in this yeah. world again. Because the Republicans botched the whole run. Like, you cannot run. Actually, you can run the country like a business. Yes. And here's why I'll say that. Because there are times you have to reinvest in your company. Yes. Period. Like the we've US proven with COVID. <laughs> Sorry, we've proven with COVID that we've not reinvested in our country. I mean, uh, we have a laundry list of Trump promises made, lies produced. Whether it be infrastructure, whether it be that two-week like, healthcare plan that really yeah. would have been helpful during a fucking pandemic. It'll be here in two weeks, bro. Yeah. Well, in two <laughs> weeks, he's gonna be out of office. <laughs> so he's got it. He's got it on his desk. So. We, you can run it that Maybe way. that's but one you, of the executive orders he's going to sign. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but dude's talking about, like, uh, I didn't want to talk about this, but I'm going to say it. He's going to give Little Wayne a pardon? For what? I guess he's got, like, federal gun charges. Like, pending or historically? I don't, I don't know or care. Right. I, yeah, I, no, I mean, the whole deal was supposedly Rudy Giuliani, which I'm, let's, let's be very clear. This makes perfect sense now was hawking just to present the potential of a pardon, like the request for a pardon to 
President Trump, not sorry, excuse me, to Donald Juniper Trump. <laughs> it was going to cost $2 million. Now, why would Rudy Giuliani need all that money? Oh, because he's not getting paid by Donald Jealous Trump. I couldn't come up with a good J name. Seriously, the, the dude said don't pay him anymore. So now right. he's saying pay me $2 million. Why would anybody pay Rudy Giuliani right now to be in front of President Trump? Do you well, think he even has access to Trump at this point? Yeah. Here's, I wonder what it's like to like go out like a punk. We're about like to find out. Yeah, he's going out like a punk. Dude wants a 21-gun salute. He wants a red carpet. He wants to fly out. Of, that's why he's leaving early. So Because yeah. it can't be Air Force. He has to ask for permission if he waits after 12 o'clock. Yep. Pence isn't going to his send-off. Pence, and, and by the way, screw Mike Pence, if you're listening, yo, you had like a way to like not redeem yourself, but at least... Like, I don't know, be an adult and you still played yourself like you didn't you didn't exercise the 25th Amendment. I will even say, you know, like I get to some degree the argument that this is not what the 25th Amendment was intended for. I will Please all- tell me why. Well, OK. There are there are some I'm not I'm. Let me explain both sides of this before you. <laughs> Ask judgment on me here. I see that I, look in your eye already. I know. I'm winding up. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So basically the 25th Amendment came about right after JFK, right? Right. In large part because he was in this coma. They didn't know what to do. And it was kind of like, shit, you know, do we, how do we handle this? And it was like, okay, we need something that says in the event that the president is incapable. Of, it was meant more for that, like, you know, type of situation. Sure. Now, okay. it. I am perfectly, I would have been perfectly fine with Mike Pence interpreting that and saying, no, this is a perfectly legitimate reason for us to invoke the 25th Amendment, especially, you know, with like Schumer and Pelosi and all of these other people basically saying like, yo, dude, this guy's got to go now. We don't have time to wait. Given the timing of it. Yeah. Like, I totally understand that argument as well. Okay. Um, so I, I look, I get he made that argument. I don't agree with it. Right. I think he should have invoked the 25th Amendment, Um, even if he wasn't going to do that just because he's Mike Pence and he's a punk bitch. Then (laughs) that's the title of the episode. (laughs) Yes, it is. Um, (laughs) It has my blessing (laughs) at this point. Literally, what what benefits him? I mean, is he going to run in 2024 on the Trump no. party? Right? Like, is that, does he think that that's, because he f***ed that up on January 6th. I mean, they were going to hang his ass. So that's where I'm, that's where I sit there and I go, you literally had him march them to your front door with a noose and ready to hang you because you wouldn't hand him the presidency and you still refuse to go against this guy. To even come out and say, Mr. President, what you said was wrong. What you said was harmful. It has done absolutely nothing to benefit this country. And I am at the point now where even though I have made massive mistakes in standing by you previously, my Christian faith 
won't allow me to do that after what I saw today. You know what? Like you want to you want to call on your Christian faith so much all the time as your guiding principle? Where the fuck has that been for the last 4 years, Mike Pence? So, are you agreeing with me or are you disagreeing? I'm with me? I am agreeing with you. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't see the other side of the argument. No, it's it's not even look, it's basically acknowledging the fact that Mike Pence was never going to do that. And if he wasn't going to do then that that then at the very least he needed to say something. Well, it, I don't. So 2024 for the Republicans and 2028 for the Republicans doesn't exist. No, no, you're so right. I'll, I'll just tell like all but that's, Republicans. I'm still trying to figure out. Right. I mean, like, it, what is does he have? Does he think that he still has a political future or or no, he just rides off in the sunset. So he's done. I mean, there's no point, right? There's, there's absolutely no coming, there's no, there's no coming, coming back. back from this. Okay. There's literally no. Co- it's like his kids wanting to run for office, bro. There is no coming back from this. You like you have stained your family name. Yeah, you're done. Like the name Trump will be synonymous with treachery, sedition, insurrection, uh, death of the Capitol. You're done. Like just stop thinking about it. it does not exist. Ivanka, yeah, run against Rubio. Who gives a? I don't care. I mean, yeah, let a Democrat win. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's all that's going to happen when they do that. Yeah, I mean so that fractured get... GOP. That and that's exactly what you're talking about. I, yeah, you're you're and you're right. I mean, like that's what they have in store for them, and I know that that's what Mitch McConnell's terrified of now, right? It's, that's why he was giddy over the fact that the House was ready to impeach Trump because what yeah. that said to him was cool. Two things. I've One, got an out. Huh? He's got an out. Yeah, I got an out. Exactly. Because what he can do now is he can sit there and say, look, the House handed us impeachment. We didn't do it while he was in office. We didn't rush to come back. Right. But whenever all of the evidence was presented in front of us, we kind of felt like, yeah, that guy kind of committed insurrection. And they waited so long. This is the part that, and and I don't, I've heard that Mitch McConnell is a, and I, I probably don't disagree. He's probably a very tactical guy. Yes. I think he's he's let the news cycle make the narrative for him. Yes. He doesn't yeah. need to drive the story here. There's yep. no need for it. It's so, it's it's the Joe Biden in the basement. Yep. He's got an out. Strategy. He literally he literally has an out. He's going to be what? 82 when he leaves office? Well, and that's what was it? Uh that stupid bitch Tommy Lorraine or Tammy Lorraine that's oh, on, yeah. you know was like Oh, Mitch, 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 you know, like just wait until we primary you. And everybody was like, you dumb bitch. He's going to be dead before he ever gets primaried again. Like, are you? He's going to ride out in the sunset like, okay. I'm a turtle. <laughs> so it's, it's things like that where it's like 2024, 2028, Republicans sit back. And, and I'm not saying like, I don't think everybody that believes that the some of the tenants of the Republican platform are, are bad people. I do believe there's a racist like faction of the Republican Party. You guys got to figure that out. Yeah, like I'm done with. I'm I I have no love for that. Blah blah blah. I do believe there should be fiscal responsibility. I do believe, and the whole stupid Second Amendment thing. I'm I'm so over I'm over that. Like I, I can't stress it enough. It's like, all right, so you're okay with people having 
automatic weapons, but you cry over people aborting a pregnancy. You're the same people that say that all lives matter. Right. It, you can't have one without the other. What about those thousands of people that just crossed into Guatemala that are seeking asylum here in the United States? Do those lives matter? Exactly. I mean, this is the, the children who were, you know, taken away from their parents at the border. Do those lives matter? What about yeah. the, the, the police officer Sicknick, right? Yeah. Who lost his life at the Capitol. Does that life matter? I mean, those, these... those, those <laughs> are arguments that like you guys have got to be prepared to have. You can't say we're the party of law and order. And you guys literally the party, the people that represent your party went batshit crazy on the, on the Capitol. Yep. And like, you know you what it's going to turn into though? Well, that they don't represent all Republicans. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I saw a video from the Senate floor the day of the riots where there's like three it's, it's this stupid fucking um, QAnon shaman guy with hey, the yeah, horns yeah. and everything where he walks in I guess onto the Senate floor with a Capitol Police officer behind him basically who's just asking these people nicely to leave the Senate floor and I, I mean I, I get it's one person you got six or seven guys in there you're not going in there and like, you know, everybody get on the floor, blah, blah, blah. But you got one dude who's on a cell phone making a phone call who got apparently supposedly got shot in the face with some sort of plastic bullet, a rubber bullet or yeah. a rubber bullet. Um, dude walks in and is like, oh, this dude's all covered in blood. God bless you. Like he sneezed. Right. <laughs> it's like, And then the officer is like can i get you guys to leave the senate floor and the guy who got shot in the face is sitting there going well i'm making sure they're not doing anything disrespectful as QAnon shaman climbs up onto the dais and starts sitting in the chair and the guy's like dude come on like chris i'll tell you what man if there were 10 black people in the front of that line i hate to say this they would have opened up like it was freaking black friday I hate to say that, and no, I know I, mean, I, I, I saw the interview with the one uh, Capitol uh, officer who was like, thank you for helping me, but fuck you for being there, yeah. right? I thought that was classic. I'm like, oh, I love this guy. Yeah. Because it's true. Right. You know, you guys are... Do you know what not- would have happened if a thousand, you know, not even, right? Because it wasn't that many. Shit. What- ten, ten black people... Show up with that shit right No, there. but what I'm saying is, like, ultimately, what I think we have kind of... What has what in my mind has started to really kind of shake out from this is that there were primarily two groups of people that were part of the riot and insurrection at the Capitol, right? There were the a lot of the ex-military or militia group sure. members who were there with, with very specific plans, right? And I think right. that, for the most part, they're the ones who kind of led the charge to get in, right? But then as soon as they figured out that they couldn't get to anybody and their plan kind of went to shit, they bailed. And what was left was all these other f***ing morons that literally didn't know any better than to storm the f***ing Capitol with a bunch of f***ing militia members, right? They saw it as, this is my opportunity, I'm going to go in, and then it's just the Instagram shit, right? Not to say that it's any better, but if those morons didn't show up, to reinforce the numbers of the militia people, that shit never f-ing happens. 
Okay. I'll see you on that. And I agree, but I also think that, um, God, you're white. Okay. So <laughs> no, I want to no, come back we- to what, to what you were saying though, <laughs> because I do agree. And I think there's two, there's also two elements there. One, had there been more black people in the crowd, the preparation would have been different, right? The yeah. the police presence would have been different. It wouldn't have been the sparse Capitol Police with a bunch of bicycle rails up, you know, as barricades and literally nothing holding them in place. Right? It would have been um, like the Black Lives Matter protest where you literally had hundreds National of Guard. National Guard members standing yeah. on the steps of the Lincoln Monument. So here, here's what, and I, and I don't, I want you to look at it this way, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm not, well, you're my, you're my guy. So I'm, you're I'm not, not going to offend me with whatever it is that you're going to say. And chances are, I'm going to agree with you. There is a level of caution when, when it comes to how I express myself, whether that be in like a, a, a corporate setting, whether that be like in, in the public. Yeah. I don't, I did not see that level of caution at all no with these people like when i when i was watching i'm like yo somebody's gonna get shot that was the first thing i was thinking but then i was like yo they're letting them in <laughs> like literally they're like there's i mean they no- waited until the absolute last second right to shoot somebody right and and i'm like okay so how does that work right how does that yeah. work to where where people say, oh, black people over or non-white people over-exaggerate the, the force that's res- presented to, like, you know, to them or yep. in, in situations. You should have abided by the law. You yep. should have done this. You should have done this. Oh, well, why'd you say that? Why'd you ask this question? And this is the biggest, like, there's been multiple examples in the last 13 months of the injustice in this country. Where it's like, you gotta be kidding me if you think there's one legal system. You have to be, you have to be kidding me if you think there's one justice system. You have to be kidding me if you think that non-white people don't see the world differently. My initial reaction when I called you, I was like, I can't believe this. I'm thinking like, yo, they're gonna start spraying on people. Yep. And none of that happened. Nope. You get one white girl get takes a bullet to the face. And everybody's like, say her name. Honestly, f- that bitch. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Why on earth should I mean? But you see my point. It's yes. like I am program. I'm not programmed like on purpose because I want to. Like this is pretend. how this is how growing up, right? This yeah. is just how life was basically presented to you. Yeah, it's just like, hey, I want to believe in the American dream. I want to believe that we're. You know, we can all have equal justice. We can all have, I know it's not a reality. Right. So my, me watching the same thing that probably you watched, yep. I'm thinking like, and I, I remember saying like, this is bananas. I can't believe it. And I'm thinking in my head, they are going to start killing people. And I only- literally could not believe it when you called me and told me what was going on. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, are they still in there? And you told me no, but what I think I meant are the rioters still in there? And I think you thought I meant are the Congress people still in there? And so you were like, yeah. no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. At least they like got him out. But no, those motherfuckers. 
<laughs> were just chilling. Yeah. They're they're sitting in the the. I mean, and look, I the Senate. I agree wholeheartedly that had had there been ten black people, right? If, if it was ten percent non-whites in that group, that never happens because yeah. that isn't given the opportunity to happen, right? If it's if it's the BLM protest from this summer in DC. But here's what I get. I, I'm going to say this because I, I haven't had a chance to say this. I don't really give a shit about BLM. Okay. I yes. give a shit about equal rights. Yes. And this and, is what, and I want to, I'm going to rant because it makes, it's going to make me feel better. Okay. I will not concede to the thought that Martin Luther King should like, I, I don't see the correlation of, Black Lives Matter protests with Martin Luther King. I just don't, I can't, I will not. I think where, and I was thinking about this earlier, symbols, movements can be so easily tarnished. And I believe what's most important is that, you know, and this is my thought, my belief. And if somebody wants to get pissed at me, come at me. My point is this, equal rights for everybody. Like, if if you can read something that Martin Luther King that said that was solely for the Negro American in this country at the time, where it didn't expand to the people that were marginalized, show it to me. And that's why I think that the the comparison of a Black Lives Matter protest, quote unquote, to the insurrection at the Capitol, are too. They're two fundamentally different things. They are. And I I didn't mean to try and draw a comparison, but because I guess the Black Lives Matter protests are the most recent large non-white I, gathering, I, right? And it, but but it, you're absolutely right that it isn't it is not a good analogy or correlation to try and make. And I think maybe even going back, I don't know, maybe I feel like we talked about this as things occurred over the summer, but I mean, neither you or I are in favor of property damage or, yeah. or any of that stuff, regardless of the message or the cause. Right. Right. Like <laughs> we weren't sitting here going, yeah, BLM, burn it down. You know, like, no, that's not the solution. Like, I think if right. anything, you know, you and like, I remember specifically at one point sitting here going like, nah, man, we shouldn't be fighting and burning and doing this shit because then it's just playing into the narrative right like we right. Uh, if if nothing else civility like we have to go through this as like with our heads held high and not stooping to the levels that the other side is using to try and get us but the the argument on the other mission. side is like oh they're just violent right right and then when you look at the arrest records a majority of the people that were arrested for vandal, you know, vandalism were far right extremists. Yes, that too, right? That and then, me and off. then you have the far right extremist group now <laughs> blaming Antifa for this stuff. <laughs> All right, you guys like go out and brand yourself, yeah. probably. Well, and, and I also love the fact that there was what the, that one guy, John Sullivan, I think from he's like from Oregon. Yeah, yeah. He's the, like the, the Cowboys. No, 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 Cowboys not not the Cowboys for Trump guy. This is the, I think he's a black guy who was like part of, 
he had started with some like Black Lives Matter protests and stuff like that. But oh yeah, the the uh, the video videographer. Yeah, the guy who was like who yeah, was yeah, there yeah. when she got shot, right? And then yeah, they yeah. arrested him, and then it was all look, it was Antifa that was in there and Black Lives Matter, and these guys were just instigating everything, and it's all their fault. But then it's like you have all these people coming back and saying no because. This guy's already been disavowed by a lot of the different, you know, protest groups and stuff like that for saying that he's just out for anarchy and was promoting violence and that's not what they were about. And so, but, and it's like, even then that's one person, right? Whereas there's gotta be at least five or 10 of them in that, but here's, here's my argument, right? Here's the, so I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but I'm just going to say it. Look, I don't care about your movement. Like at the end of the day, I don't care about your movement. Does your movement help you, your family, and people that don't look like you and your family? If it doesn't, I don't care. That's why I don't care so much about political parties. Right. I don't really care. I just, it's like at the end of the day, is it going to help me to be a better husband and father? Is it going to be help me to be a better, you know, friend, brother? Does it help people I know and care about that may be going through things that I'm not going through, but does it help them and lift them up? But the argument about your movement and your ideology that happens once every two to four years, I really don't care. Do I believe Black Lives Matter as an organization will be here? Like we'll be talking about in 10 years? No. You know what we do talk about? We talk about Malcolm. We talk about Martin. We talk about Marcus Garvey. We talk about the Black Panthers because those were things that were built on something that were fundamentally correct. And that's where it, it just like, it just bothers me. It's like, look, I get your trend. I get your fad. But at the end of the day, and I don't agree with everything the Black Panther Party stood for, but I agree with the majority of it. And those are things where it's like at the end of the day, if you're not talking about real principles, don't waste my time. Well, and I think that that does kind of beg the question, right? Like what is what is the ultimate goal? What is the desired outcome for right. BLM, right? Is it is it just police reform? Is it legislation? Is it, you know, like what? What are we trying to ultimately achieve here? Well, they're it, decentralized. It, and well, they can't right. even, they, they couldn't tell you if they wanted to. And I and I'm right. not shit, I'm not shitting. And I'm not trying to either, right? But it's like that's part of where you guys gotta figure this out. You know, if right. if you're gonna be decentralized, that's probably not ultimately going to result in a lot of effective change. Right. You know, like what you most likely need is to figure out how you guys can work together at your local and state levels to start impacting local police departments, local governments start getting in at that and then start moving up to the national level. I mean, like that's do a reset. I mean, like literally, and those are things where like, and I say it from a point of it's a frustration. It's a frustration of like, you can have movements die movements are they're tarnished movements are flawed by individuals that want to be the front runner, but principles are not. Like those, there's a vast difference between the two things. I'll see your movement and I'll raise you. What are the principles that we're standing on? What are the, what are the actual principles that we're trying to establish here? And I bet you, I'm going to put a thousand dollars. My principles will beat your movement any any given day. And that's the problem where, you know, 
even with the insurrection at the Capitol, people play into the same, they, they play into the same stupid like trope of, well, we were fighting for the stop the steal, but you didn't say the same thing about, you know, BLM. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, think about what actually happened. You guys beat a cop to death. A cops, multiple, are killing non-white people like it's a it's a whack-a-mole game. <laughs> How are we having the same conversation? Yeah. So step out of your, you know, your movement. Stop the steal. Okay. Well, tell me what your argument is. Well, we feel like, you know. The, the, the vote was stolen from Donald Trump. But, but you understand that most of the legislators, the legislations you're arguing against are Republican-led. They put the rules in place. Well, People the deep out. state. Oh, gosh. Which turns out is also Republicans. Yeah. So <laughs> people and play judges. By, yeah, they play by the rules you wrote. And Fox and, News. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it literally you just, they my, just, you know, I know. It's like, my confusion, it's like, what are you, what's your that's where argument? I, that's where I start to lose it too, because it's, you know, I, I mean, this is, I, yeah, it's this fanaticism that I just, I, I don't understand on a political level. I don't even understand it on a sports level, to be honest, right? Like, and I am a sports fan, right? Me too. I love sports, but, you know, like I, it's okay. Do I think that Philip Rivers is a great quarterback? <laughs> yes, obviously. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, right? But when we talk, literally, have the conversation about is Philip Rivers a Hall of Fame quarterback? I am sitting here being honest and saying, as much as I would vote the man into the Hall of Fame, I'm not sure that everybody else sees him right. the same way, right? I think he has some things on his resume that may hold him back from getting into the Hall of Fame. Right? I can be. F- realistic about this shit i can acknowledge the bias that i have as a huge philip rivers fan and say guess what chris your take isn't going to be the most logical (laughs) or the you know like the one that actually makes the most sense right now maybe you need to think about what other people are saying or maybe you should just be a knicks fan well no i don't think (laughs) that's not for anybody but it teaches you humility, right? So, I, well, I Trust mean, but me, I got plenty of that as an NC State fan. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. So, but my, I mean, the point is like, at the end of the day, if you can step out of, step away from your, your ledge, whatever your bias is. <laughs> In this case. <laughs> just say, what's actually happening? It's not a personal attack towards you. I, I actually, I actually heard something that we've talked about, like, you know, offline of, uh, like people uh, defending Republican friends and family they have. Right. And, you know, I always say that, you know, it's hard for people. If I say, well, Sam's a racist and you and Sam are cool, you're going to defend Sam. Right. Because otherwise I feel like if I'm cool with a racist, then that everybody's going to think that I'm a racist. Yeah. Right. Even if I'm not, and even if I don't think I'm racist, right. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, I'm not talking about you, Chris. It's Sam. Sam's a racist. No, man, I know Sam. Sam's a real good guy. He's not a racist. I mean, what he said, you may have misinterpreted it. Maybe he'd had a little too much to drink, and so he wasn't really thinking about the crowd that he was around, but he didn't really mean it. I mean, it was probably just a joke, you know? Like, I would just let it go. Don't make a big deal about it. Yeah. That is becoming a narrative on, like, news or or cable news. And I'm seeing the, the... it's a good discussion, right? Because we know this, like everybody, the 74 million people that voted for Donald Trump, it's, it's three groups. 
It literally is. Racist, never going to vote for Democrat, and there's one issue. No. So I do think that there might be a fourth group. What is the fourth group? But I think it's really, like, it's kind of made up of some of the other groups, but it's kind of splintered off now. And those are, like, the forever Trumps, right? Those okay. people who are just, like, who lost their minds over the last four years. And, I mean, like, the, what is it supposed to, like, some minister in in uh, Tennessee somewhere yeah. who was, like, Miss Crazy Eyes? Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Donald Trump. You are the greatest president that the world has ever seen, and I want to lick your eyeballs. <laughs> like, Jesus, woman. Well, you see my point, though, right? Yes. But it, it's a. It, we've got to be careful, and it goes back to what I said before. What's the issue of the people that aren't in the okay, the the, the two minor groups? Yes. You can just call it three. It's not really four, but well, it it's it going might be. to be is what it's going, it's going to, that's to, yeah. what it, that's what is going to is ultimately happening it's not what has been but going forward there will be the people who will only vote for trump yeah. and you know will now be convinced that both democrats and republicans are some sort of cannibalistic sold them sex out. cabal yeah know. i mean but to be fair they are the, cabal yeah it's it's going to yeah <laughs> <laughs> There, there is going to probably be four groups because I think the racist will vote for another racist. So, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, you're right. And but see, then I feel like, and it's it's not necessarily, but most likely, the person who could try to take over that Trump party is going to be the the racist representative. I mean, I feel like that's already kind of baked into that platform of his. Yeah, that's true. You um, you are on the outside, like overtly racist, right? But then you turn around and say, no so one's done more for the black community. If that guy said the blacks one more time, I like, I'm not trying to pass a threat on the president. No, I think like, uh, I swear on my right toe, man. I swear on my right toe, man. There, there's no way. No, it's his, it's his neighbors, the blacks. <laughs> <That's> their <laughs> last name. <laughs> Nobody has done more for the blacks who live I next swear. door to me. And there's no, the there's no, <laughs> I mean, they're the nicest white folks I've ever met. <laughs> I mean, mad chat. I mean, I, you know, you know, rest in peace, Herman Cain, but for real, like you let dude, like your dude was racist, man. There's no way I could rock with a racist person. Donald Trump doesn't have a racist bone in his body, but that's also because he had all of the bones removed and replaced with titanium. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel sorry for him or his offspring. Like, I really don't. No. Well, they, I, I mean, I if there's not. one that I might feel sorry for, it might be Baron, but only because you know, he's he's like a hard teenager. Pass. And, hard pass. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Look. My teenage kids disagree with me all the time. Okay. Yes. But that's what I'm saying is that do your, like, do people outside of your family know that your teenage kids disagreed with you all the time? Like in that same sense, like were they going on national television or like going on Twitter and saying, uh, my dad's a fucking racist son of a bitch. And I can't believe he's inciting a riot, riot against the Capitol right now. I mean, probably not like yeah. that's, and that's what I'm saying is that I don't feel like we have enough insight into kind of what's going on in his life. Now, granted the deck is stacked against that kid with yeah. that dad, that mom, that family, all of this shit. I mean, it's, it would be almost impossible 
really, for him to come out in, in any semblance of not super f- crazy. Like, and I hate that yeah. for him, right? Because it's he's, an, he's a kid. He's he innocent. is. He is an innocent kid. You know, I think like it's. But I won't be surprised. No, I mean that's what I'm saying is that ultimately I don't think that it it works out well because this is just <laughs> I mean look at what's happened with the other three. You're so PC. I am. But, I mean, but I'm, Tiffany got Tiffany got engaged today. Oh God, I forgot there was a fourth one. Yeah, exactly. Right. Seriously, because nobody yeah. ever talks about her. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. Trump's like I, I'm I'm going to need a co-signer in about like two days. <laughs> I saw that. It was did you? Yeah, I think you tweeted that. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. I've heard that joke before. It's very nice. Very, very nice. He's gotta he's gonna be like, yo, I'm trying to get my plane out and I don't have any gas money. See, yeah, his whole life's about to change. It is. I mean, like, he's and I can't wait. I'm I, I just I want to see him crumble. I do. I mean, like, I I want to see I want to see him get what I think he deserves, ultimately. And not not like hellfire and brimstone what he deserves, but like I I would like to see. I mean, there's no way that man has not committed tax fraud. There's no way that man like all of these things that have stacked up against him over the last four years should all literally. I mean, like there are lawyers who are literally like. I got a couple hours left before I get to send in this file, like file this yeah. lawsuit. I mean, like that's what they're waiting for because it's they haven't be like been able tw- to do it to this point, but it's literally, it's he's going to have, yeah. he's going to have 15 different people showing up at his doorstep as like girl scout cookies. And you know, you want a free pizza and be like, are you Donald Trump? You've been it's gonna, served. It's gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be like twelve oh two, and dude's gonna not. And it's not like he's he can like stretch them out in court. That was no. his game plan before. I'll just keep. I'll just get a continuance. I'll just make you run out of money where it's just not worth your time. These are states, bro. He can't, and he can't pay for the lawyers to defend himself anymore because <laughs> nobody will defend. Now, granted. He's going to siphon off as much of the, the super PAC money as he's saved up, but he's probably already spending a bunch of that on his actual the living on. expenses. Yeah. To keep the lights on and the business. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, if he dips into that in order to bail himself to try and keep himself out of jail, then what is he going to fund the rest of the company with? Uh, actually he'll probably, he might have to sell a lot of it. And then Jared Kushner will have to give him some loans. Jared makes money. He does, which is, the, is the weird part. Yeah. Um, but I don't yeah. <laughs> just, I just can't wait. 1202 tomorrow. Yo, I just, I literally can't wait. The South I'm, I am rooting for the Southern district of New York. <laughs> just, just, yeah. I mean, it's, um, I'm excited. Like I'm super excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good. I think it'll be a good a good Wednesday. I think it'll be one of the better Wednesdays that we've had yeah. in a very long time, you know. And media like I get the cable news cycle is going to change because there's no Donald Trump, but Twitter's been okay. You know right? what? The truth of the matter is everybody said the exact same thing about George Bush in 2008. Yeah, but because of the, the Daily Show George- and Stephen Colbert and all that stuff, and I know that it's not the same. I mean, like George Bush was no Donald Trump. Yeah, but people figured it out, right? Like, I mean, turns we're, out Obama was fucking hilarious. So you didn't really need yeah. somebody to make fun of. You just played it and went, <laughs> "Oh snap!" 
right? Like that's all you needed as a cable news network or, you know, yeah. like, all of that stuff. We, we, but... always, we always had the Trump trials, so that'll be fun. Well, yeah. Okay. So I was going to say that, yes, we are still going to be obsessed with him for at least another two years, I think, right? Yeah. As all of this stuff kind of shakes out. Um, but I think ultimately, I mean, f- like, is it a is it that much of a crisis if the American public says maybe we don't need to watch 24 hours of cable news networks? Like, oh no, I'll be fine. But I'm know, definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna be like, yeah, did he get it? I want to see who convicts him first. No, I that's know. I, I mean, like see. that's but that's what I, you know, like this this whole concern, right? What is the mainstream media? What are cable news gonna do now that it's you know now that they don't have Donald their, Trump to pick job. on anymore? Yeah, they'll do their job with a seem to do somewhat sparingly and or begrudgingly at times over the last four years, which was rather frustrating. But I also understand that in a lot of ways, it was kind of like hitting a moving target because every time you'd be like, dude, we got this great story. And it'd be like literally something 10 times bigger. It just broke five minutes ago. We can't even publish this anymore because it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, CNN's got to kill their breaking news bumper. Like every 10 minutes is like breaking news, breaking news. I'm like, what's going on? Um, but anyway, <laughs> this has been a hell of an episode. Um, I'm, I am really glad that everybody came to, you know, listen to us just go on the last day. This is the last day of Donald Jennifer love Hewitt Trump. So we're, we're done with this, <laughs> this terrible part of our history, um, until the, the uh, Trump trial starts. Yeah, but see, Maybe, that's not going to be a terrible part of our history. In we my can do mind. trial by combat. <laughs> Does Rudy Giuliani even know what that means? And I know that he's thinking Game of Thrones, right? Where he's going to nominate the mountain to fight on his behalf, right? Oh, God. I just can't, man. It's just like, what do you guys... It's like Don Jr. like literally saying... We'll come and get you, bitch. Meet me outside, man. Like in your f-ing American flag blazer. Yeah, I mean, I will f- you up some bullshit like that. Like I'm not even trying to be. Ah. Oh. By the way, how does Gavin Newsom's dick taste? <laughs> oh man. Oh. I'm just gonna end it there. That's that's my <laughs> mic drop for the night. <laughs> I know, right? Oh gosh. Um yeah. I think I broke uh, Andre with that yeah. one. <laughs> Father forgive me because I, I totally laughed at that one because that was funny. Um thank thank you for joining us for the Chris and Andre show. You can catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora google uh music or google play music and itune or tune in from uh the the folks the lovely folks at amazon that drop parlor i appreciate that uh, you know we should just email at the chris and andre show at gmail.com visit our website at chris and show.com we are on facebook ish and hit us up at at twitter and our <laughs> twitter, twitter. <laughs> do not do not send us a tweet at twitter <laughs> you won't reach we are us at, we are at chris chris and andre where chris spends a lot of time uh lately yep and yeah 
We're glad you joined us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy, happy end of an era. Of a nightmare. Oh, yeah. I mean, it does feel like we're kind of waking up from a nightmare here. I mean, I again, right? I knew 2021 that the January 1st wasn't going to be like some magical cleansing date where everything, you know, was sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. But uh, I'm hoping <laughs> that the 20th is the start, right? Of this kind of I feel like the park is closed, right? Or the circus is closed. And now we just kind of go got to go behind and sweep up all the popcorn and right. everything else that's been left behind. And we really, we got to take assessment of how bad is the damage here? <laughs> and then we got to get to work fixing it. And I think, you know, I am hopeful that we have somebody in, that we have two people, honestly, in Joe Biden and in President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, who are up to the task and have put a lot of really good people in place to hopefully start this process of fixing this disaster that we've put ourselves in. Yeah. And I, I, I agree. I can't, couldn't have said that better. Um, I do not like the term of build back better. That just sounds really weird. Yeah. They could have done uh, a lot better. Yeah. Like I, mean, I really don't, I mean, I know that I am a marketing genius as everybody <laughs> who has ever interacted with any of my marketing content will know. How did they miss out on G.I. Joe? The real American hero. I mean, for fuck's sake, like it's right there. there there's a lot of reasons. Yo, Joe. <sighs> Buy more with Biden. Oh God. Um, yeah. So it's been a great time talking. I'm glad I got to talk to you this week. <laughs> we'll be back next week and hopefully the, uh, the lost episodes, wink, wink, will be showing up soon. Yeah, that's right. For all of you savvy listeners, we did not, uh, you did not miss three episodes, uh, 47 or 48, 49 and 50. Um, we did make the executive decision <laughs> to go ahead and publish last week's episode first, um, just because we wanted to make sure that we got that one out. I had gotten one episode done before that, so we will still have a few, what we call, are now referring to as the lost episodes. They will get edited. They will get published. Um, this week's episode might get done before it, but that is my, it is on my, on my roadmap, uh, to use a, a development term. <laughs> <sighs> I knew you'd like that. <laughs> uh, just get it done. Just get it done. You got it. <laughs> so, as always, we're glad you joined us. Um, I'm Andre. I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs>